0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Kids Under Construction. I'm Donna Tatro. Today, we're going to talk about summer camp, and this year, it's going to look a lot different. I am so happy to have one of the leading experts in this field. Karen Meister is a partner with the camp experts and teen summers. Thank you so much, Karen, for being here. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So I want to talk to you first about your organization, talk about it, and all the background that comes with it. Uh, We have been in business since about
1: 1987. We started really growing from about 250 summer camps to the point where we now represent over 1,400 programs around the world. We have about 41 offices worldwide, and I personally manage the Southern District. I live in Miami. Uh, So I manage all of the offices that are in the south of the United States into South Central America down to the tip. So we have a lot of coverage. Um, We help families identify programs that specifically meet their needs.
0: This summer, parents are wondering, what the heck am I going to do? I am not going to be able to send my kid to camp this year. Um, Or maybe I will be able to. I don't know. Um, It might be later in the summer. But how has COVID-19 affected your work?
1: Well, after a year's worth of effort in placing many, many families in a lot of different programs, and I have to say this was the best year I've ever had in my entire career. Uh, Our economy was rocking and rolling and everything was doing well. (laughs) And now uh, COVID-19 just watched everything, not every camp, but almost every camp is closing their doors for the summer. So the pivot has been, of these 1,400 programs, who's going virtual? And I have investigated and our company has investigated the numbers of programs around the world that have gone virtual that our clients in all of these different offices have never been able to take advantage of because it was too far away. So now I have pickings from the world as to what I can offer to clients that meet their needs, that will give the kids some kind of time that's structured, um, but still not going to be like going to school. They've all been doing virtual school for now months now. And Mm -hmm. The last thing they want to do, both parents and child, is get back on the computer. But we have created um, an environment where the kids will have somewhat of a cabin online where they'll be with potentially 10 other kids their age doing things that they all enjoy in common because there's so many different things that they can choose from now.
0: I like that. That kind of sounds... Fun. It's very innovative. I mean, you you guys had to kind of scramble. Give me a, like a an example of one of these cabin camps that you are um, sharing with parents. So one of the programs. Uh, this is kind of
1: fun. One of the programs is talking about financial knowledge for kin- kindergarten through high school, and they're teaching them age appropriately about the stock market about how to start a fashion design business, how to pick, you know, how to uh, balance a checkbook. They're doing things that are just creative. Uh, they're one hour sessions where you get into a, a Zoom room with 10 other kids the same age and you learn as well as talk to somebody about it. Um, you talk amongst each other. Uh, we have also theater camps where they're doing plays. They're doing The Wizard of Oz and somebody's doing Maleficence and they're, they're in a group and they get a script together and they talk to each other during their Zoom meeting. And at the end of the session, they're going to put on a play and they'll have somebody who's going to coordinate the different acts. And just like they did American Idol this year, uh, they really yeah. were able to, uh, create environments where people could do something at home but then blend it in with other stuff because there's, the technology is so good. We have programs that are robotics and magic tricks and getting more enrichment in English and math. Coding, of course, is big. Um, but parents don't want the kids to be playing games, so they're learning how to make the game itself.
0: So there's, real, there's it's all over the map. Everything. Yeah, it sounds uh, it sounds like there's a lot of different offerings. My question to you though is, what if a kid says, "Yeah, I don't want to go to camp on Zoom." And in addition to that, what if a parent says, "Well, am I going to have to still pay the same amount of money for a Zoom camp as opposed to being there in person?" What are you finding about pricing?
1: The pricing is very very affordable. The the dollars, the investment into the Zoom Camp is really low. Parents are being given an opportunity to connect with a program that they never would have connected with before, and the program, of course, is generating leads. So for them, it's a you know it's kind of nice. So they're willing to offer these things at very very reduced prices, and I mean very reduced prices. Um, the the opportunity as far as not being in front of the Zoom in front of the computer all day is what I've been guiding my parents to do is to identify something that might be a lifetime sport, which would include typically tennis, golf, and sailing are considered lifetime sports. So maybe there's a place nearby where they can take tennis lessons or learn how to play golf, learn how to sail, something like that, and then use that as part of the day. Here in South Florida, it rains every afternoon during the summer. So I'm encouraging the parents to send the kids out to programs locally that are more one-on-one or two-on-one in the morning, even going to the neighbor's house and swimming for the morning, but then in the afternoon have some structure for the kids so that uh, they may spend one or two hours during the afternoon doing something productive. A full day on Zoom is for the vampire, (laughs) you know, the person who doesn't want to be outside at all. (laughs) Very few kids really want to spend an entire day on Zoom doing something, although I have had a couple. So it's typically parents that are still working from home. Their kid is that more of that vampire brand where they really don't want to go out in the sun at all. And the parents want the kids to be occupied with something that is engaging. And for those families, we have that kind of a program but it's not for everybody. And there's a lot of variety that's available.
0: Yeah. For me in particular, my two boys right now are going to start playing golf because my husband loves to play golf. And so that's something that they can do together. But then I'm thinking to myself, okay, well the rest of the day, what are they going to do? So I like breaking it up. I like this idea of breaking it up, having a little bit of zoom camp instruction, um, something that maybe a child is passionate about to help out parents who are working, but then to actually, actually get out there as well. Is there, do you know of any camps? This is just a personal question. Any camps that (laughs) teach how to build, you know, a business? Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yep. We got it all. It depends on the age of the child. It depends on the type of business they're interested in. Uh, I have sports management programs. I have Uh, financial programs, uh, fashion design, marketing programs, how to create a business and get it onto YouTube or TikTok or whatever it may be. So the variety is just huge and the research that we've done is immense. So uh, the one thing that I have found is that you can Google anything and find something, but what you don't know is number one, the quality of the program and number two, Who's going to be on the other side of that Zoom camera? And you want to make sure that your child is going to be entering a cyber world that's also safe. So the fact that we vetted these programs very carefully makes it really important to have somebody like us uh, do the work for you in finding out the right program.
0: Talk a little bit about your feelings on transitioning from school time to summertime and do we still need schedules? I kind of think so. What are your thoughts on that? Um, Even though it's summer and we should be enjoying ourselves and being creative and just kind of sleeping in and doing our thing, what are your thoughts on transitioning from school time to summertime in (laughs) COVID-19?
1: Well, every family is going to be different um, if everybody is home. Some you know there may be one parent that is working full time, one parent that is home full- time, or they may be working, both working from home. Who knows what the dynamic of the family is. But one of the things that I have always believed in and encourage parents to do is have that schedule. It may be a modified schedule during the summer, but think about summer camp. When the kids go to summer camp, they are they have the, the bugle goes in the morning and they get up and they have to make their beds and they have to put their clothes on. Uh, then they go for breakfast. And after breakfast they go back and they do the cabin cleanup and everybody's got their chores. Then there's three periods in the morning, breaks a lunch. Rest time, three periods in the afternoon, and you start it all over again the next day. And I think that even if there is a variety of what works for your family, to have a family schedule is really important. Um, You want to make sure that the kids are pitching in on the chores that go on during the day. It shouldn't fall on any one person. And for them to know that this is part of their daily routine is really important. Again, the age of the child is really critical. Uh, I work with a lot of families with teenagers, and there's no way that the teenagers are getting up at the crack of dawn to do anything. So we've been able to (laughs) find programs. I know. So What's interesting is we're at Eastern Standard Time, and the programs that are in your time zone in Pacific Standard Time have been really good for us over here because they run in the afternoons for us. So okay. me, <laughs> and I, I work with uh, programs in Hawaii and in London and all over the world. So they've been able to make the transition for the teen program because it's going to be in the afternoon. So it really depends on your family dynamic, but a schedule that works is critical. And I also found that getting the kids involved in the creation of the schedule is important. Uh, I remember when my kids were little, and they said um, it, their schedules were just jam-packed. And at one point, they had an extra activity that needed to be accomplished, and it caused some stress. And their reaction was with tears, it's not fair. I don't get to watch The Simpsons ever. So I put it into the schedule, and we'll, find, we'll make sure that you get to watch The Simpsons if that's what's important to you. But now let's build the rest of the day out as a family so we know how we're all going to be able to accomplish everything we want. So when a parent is creating their schedule, it's really important for them to know what is important to the kid. What, what would they feel as if they're missing if they're constantly going and constantly going according to the parent's schedule? And then build around the things that they find important. Um, It it helps for everybody to feel like they're part of the decision-making process, and yet I always felt that I was the benevolent dictator. That was my role, and they were going to do what I said, but I was very happy to hear their thoughts.
0: I really like that, and I believe in that as well. I mean, to get your kids to get that buy-in, you've got to give them some ownership in it to be able to make some decision and choices within your schedule as parents. So I I think that's really good advice for parents to hear um, because then, you know, a kid can kind of do some things that they want to do. Let's talk a little bit about as the summer moves along. Do you see camps reopening? Do you, what, what do you see as the summer goes? I mean, could a parent say, you know, maybe not in June, but you know, possibly at the end of July, you might have a chance to, to get out.
1: There are several programs that are planning to open in mid to late July. Uh, they have changed their schedules around, they have gotten the approval of the governors of their states. The American Camping Association has put out some very stringent guidelines. I had the pleasure of reading the 82 page document. Um, oh. But <laughs> it, it's yeah it's it's pretty tough and and the reality is is that with uh summer camp a lot of the guidelines that are required are already things that they do on an ongoing basis so there are some mask changes some the, what do they got qu- quarantine nations meaning the counselors are coming <laughs> two weeks ahead of time for orientation and quarantining within the bubble-wrapped sleepaway camp community. So they're really trying hard to make it so that once the child arrives at the doorsteps of the camp and has quarantined at home for two weeks, has been tested, comes to camp and is tested again, once they step inside the boundaries of the sleepaway camp, bubble wrap gets put around the whole place and they get to have a life and an experience. So that's the goal of many camps. Um, They're hoping that they will be able to open up in probably mid-July. We have some team travel programs going out towards the end of July, assuming everything continues the way it's supposed to go. And hopefully there'll be some kind of
0: real-life summer experiences for the kids. That actually sounds amazing. Would social distancing be in place in that bubble wrap camp or no, because you've done the testing and you're in this environment now where you don't have to fear a spread? There's still going to be
1: some, you know, you know the, the terminology quarantine families where yes. you may not... Live with the person, but you are you know the way that you're keeping yourself distance, and you have a couple of friends who are doing the same, and this is now your quarantine family. So you feel comfortable going to their backyard or eating dinner with them, whatever. At the sleepaway camps, what they're doing is they're creating pods or pod families, and your cabin will be your quarantine family, and you'll be able to travel to different activities with your quarantine family. As the summer progresses, those quarantine families will then start to blend with other quarantine families or pods at the camp. The reason that they're suggesting that that happens at the start of camp is that if there is someone who becomes sick, they will be able to close in on that one pod and make sure that they get tested and cleared of everything instead of closing down the whole camp. They'll be on it immediately because everybody's getting their temperature taken every morning and every night. They're going to have, you know, some changes to their normal routine at camp. But by using the pod system, the first two weeks, they'll be able to really lock down on um, any potential outbreaks. So as the summer progresses, assuming all is healthy, which we pray will be the case, they'll be able to mix the different pod groups together to make more of a camp family.
0: Now, and this is assuming that it's a camp that you're sending your child to for maybe a month. Well, once they enter,
1: uh, there won't be new people coming in. So each program has made a one-session experience whether it be two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And I think there might be a couple that are going for five weeks. But once you come in, you can leave, but nobody new can come in. So there'll be a start date. Some of the programs are running um, two weeks. Some people will leave after two weeks and some people will continue on. But nobody new is coming in. Once they've bubble wrapped, that's it, done.
0: I got to say, I, as a parent, I love this. I mean, I I think this is a real way to get our kids, not only just out of the house and out of our hair, but out of the house to experience life again. Exactly.
1: Exactly. It'll be different, but it'll be with their contemporaries, which will be wonderful. Uh, There is definitely a way to make it happen. Some parents are still nervous because one of the things that becomes a challenge is getting there. So if you can drive to the camp, that's terrific. But some programs are a greater distance away. Some parents are saying, let's go. We're renting the RV and we're taking you to camp. And some people are saying, well, if I have to put you on the plane, how does that change your protection? You know, the fact that you've been quarantined and now you're going on an airplane. What are the the pluses and the minuses of that experience? Uh, some camps won't take you if you've been on an airplane, and okay. other camps are literally chartering a flight just to pick up the kids so they will stay together um, on the
0: flight. So lots of options. I'm thinking that this is a really cool way to experience summer camp, do you see this as kind of um, the building of guidelines as we get back into school? Maybe this is a a way to get our kids back into school as well? Yeah, it's
1: possible. Um, One of the things that I know a lot of parents are experiencing is now that the kids have been home for so long, they are very clingy and a little nervous. And yeah, so getting them over that it will require the parents uh, taking them out and really stepping out with them. And everybody's a little nervous. Um, our feelings are definitely transferring to our children, and appropriately so. I mean, every, we're all nervous about this, and yet at the same time, there is really a great opportunity for us to show the kids that they can step out into society safely, we pray, we hope, we hope, and help them to detach a little bit. Whether it's COVID-19 or just life in general, that detachment is one of the strongest and most wonderful things about summer camp that I could ever recommend to a parent is allowing your child to detach potentially going through the craziness of homesickness and overcoming homesickness successfully, that's what really is one of the most wonderful parts of Sleepaway Camp, as an example, to detach and successfully detach. And we're going to experience that now with
0: COVID-19 in general life. The more that we can get our kids to re-enter as safely and feeling um, that they can do it, the better. And I think that camp will provide provide this for kids. Oh, absolutely.
1: I think it will. I think that the numbers of kids that will go to camp this summer is going to be significantly diminished, unfortunately. But for next summer, because this we're we're going to be dealing with this uh, pandemic or this uh, virus for quite some time. Um, I think for next summer, the camps will be very well prepared to manage bringing kids in. Uh, Hopefully, we'll have some medication that's lined up and ready to go. And the experience will be remarkable for kids, especially after being home, as long as they have been. It's going to be marvelous for every kid that goes away next
0: summer. It's going to be a good op- opportunity to build some resilience. What what do you say to a parent who can't necessarily afford, even though that you're saying that there's a lot of reduced pricing with um, some of these Zoom camps, but what do you say to a parent who can't necessarily afford this for their two, three, four kids? What do you tell them, how can they create something at home Um, a camp experience, something that um, parents who just don't have the means, what, what would you say to them? I think a big part
1: of camp is going back to that scheduling. And if you create a schedule of not only activities for everybody to do during the summer, but doing that cooperatively with neighbors, friends, parents. Grandparents, there are ways to entertain and uh, get the kids active during the summer. Um, The schedule is critical. And if you cannot afford some of the virtual stuff that's out there, and a lot of it is really, I mean, $50 for a month. Um, Okay. It's, you know, the pricing is really way down. There are also free opportunities from some of the school systems uh, that are they're doing some virtual stuff during the summer. Uh, every state is different, of course. Every school system is different. They can look online for different types of programs at no charge. You have to definitely be there to make sure that it's of quality. Uh, you don't want to just put your kid on the internet and let them go. Uh, that can potentially be dangerous, so you want to watch for that. But there are definitely ways um, by working with other families who's going to be in charge of morning activities on Mondays. And they may take four or five kids over to their house and have be in charge of that morning activity um, for the family. So they would come, let's say, at 9.30 or whatever time, 9.30, they would have an activity in the morning and feed them through lunch. And then in the afternoons, everybody goes home and they do something virtually. That definitely can be done with friends. Having, If you have no experience as a camp counselor or a camp person, it can be overwhelming. Uh, I know a lot of moms who really have never touched the baseball in their life. And to <laughs> go outside in the backyard and throw baseball around. I have three sons. So <laughs> three sons, two stepsons, yep. a house full of boys, you know. So <laughs> for, for me, I, I was always the, the mom who was very happy to go play ball with anybody. Um, but not every mom is like that. So there may be moms or dads for that matter that are really good about doing creative stuff. Uh, that person would do the morning activity with the group and do creative stuff. Another one is going to be the stick and ball parents. And by having your, uh, so to speak, quarantine camp, you can match up with other families in a similar position and come up with something very creative. Um, And, you know, our, my website, uh, we've put up a lot of different ideas And we'll continue to do that on scheduling, how to schedule through the day and different ideas of what you can do.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. Tell us, where can people find you?
1: (laughs) Well, for me personally, I'm at karenmeister.com. And that's where I do a lot of my blogging and a lot of just uh, Karenism, so to speak. And our corporate website is at campexperts.com. So we're you got two two really good places to go for information
0: well karen i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and to educate us all parents out there who are going to be dealing with summer 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 summertime and i think that we (laughs) can make it a really good summer but i really appreciate you being here well thanks for having me it was fun Thanks for listening to Kids Under Construction. You can follow me on Instagram and now TikTok at Donna Tatro. Be sure to subscribe, download, and listen, and tell your friends about this podcast. And let's keep building amazing kids.